0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Discussions on Concussions. We have a special guest, Ryan Daniel, with us today. He is a med student at the University of Toronto, and a mutual friend was able to arrange this. And I'm so glad that you're here with us today, Ryan. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So what we'll do is we'll just start off with Ryan saying his story. Not only is he a med student, going to be a future doctor, but he has also suffered from concussions himself. So take it away, Ryan.
1: Yeah. Uh, so thanks, Rachel, um, and and thanks for providing this avenue to talk about concussions. Um, thankfully, now it's not as big of a part of my life as it used to be, but uh, definitely has a has has had a huge impact on me. Um, so as far as concussions for me, I had my first one in 2010, um, and so I was 13 at that age, and that was from hockey. Um, and luckily, I was really lucky at that time that I kind of recovered in, the, I guess, the, the normal time frame. So it only took me about two weeks to recover. Um, I don't remember too much about the symptoms I was experiencing at that time. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was fairly quick and I was able to get back to all the physical activity I love to do um, pretty quickly, which was great. Um, and then I was fairly lucky to have quite a few years in hockey without any issues.
0: Oh,
1: that's lucky. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a a high contact sport. Um, so then in 2013, um, I was just released from uh, my junior A team that I was trying out for, and I was in tryouts for junior B, um which those are just levels of hockey, doesn't really matter. Um, but basically I got hit really hard in training camp um, and I had some headaches afterwards, but um, I really hadn't experienced what a concussion was. Um, so I, I really didn't know like how how it felt and mm-hmm. kind of kept playing. I was trying to prove myself at that point. I was one of the younger players. Um, so I kept playing even after having that first hit. And that's the one thing um, that I will very much advise against because that kind of started the troubles for me. Um, and about five games into the season, I was playing really well. I was starting to prove myself, starting to really gain some strides. Um, I still remember the hit very vividly. I got hammered um, while coming down the wing with an elbow right to my head. Um, um. And uh, so I definitely felt it then. And I knew that something was was wrong and I needed to stop. Um, so that was, was my first kind of what I call major concussion, mm-hmm. however you want to kind of um, classify it, I guess. But uh, that was in my grade 12 year. So I ended up having to miss school. I missed about a month of school in grade 12. I had to drop classes um, and I missed. I was basically out of hockey for about six months um, and still kind of felt symptoms for for probably seven to eight months. Um, So that was obviously extremely difficult. um, And uh, but thankfully I got through it, I was able to return to hockey. and you know kind of life was back to normal and the next year I took a year off after grade 12 high school and played played junior a which is a step up from junior b um
0: you still play hockey that's impressive
1: yeah yeah not really I guess the smartest move but uh your
0: parents were probably like I don't know about this
1: (laughs) yeah yeah they uh I I don't know my my parents were, were pretty supportive Oh, good. Obviously, I, had, I started skating um, when I was two years old and kind of put everything into hockey up until that point. So that was kind of my dream. Um, so they were, they were very supportive of me to keep going. I, I was safe at that point. I had fully recovered from, from my first really bad concussion, I guess, if you can call it that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, we were just gearing up to go into the playoffs in 2015. Um, and uh, I got hit again this time it wasn't really that hard of a hit. It was just kind of the mechanism of the hit. It was kind of like a blind side type thing. And, um, and then I knew right away, I went right to the bench and I, I left the game. Um, and so obviously that was really hard because I'd finally kind of got back to where I wanted to be hockey wise in terms of my skills and, and getting comfortable on the ice. And, and then it happened again. So, um, So yeah, so that, that put me out for, for a long time. And that was the concussion that actually forced me to kind of reevaluate hockey and what I wanted in life. So um, that summer after the playoffs, um, I had some really tough conversations with my family as well as uh, a really close, close friend and doctor and, and kind of a mentor of mine, Dr. Taryn Taylor. Um, And she really got me through this time and, we decided that it was best for me to stop playing hockey um, and to to start to go to university and kind of really start my life. Um, So that was very, very difficult. It was kind of completely changing, um, you know, my identity. Yeah. 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 It was like, um, you know, I've been a hockey player my entire life. That's kind of how I viewed myself. That's kind of how it was viewed by others. Um, And then all of a sudden I was kind of, I was just going to university like anybody else. Um, so it was, uh, it was definitely tough times um, and obviously still recovering from the concussion into first year. So, so that was hard. Um, and actually that summer I was working at a golf course and I hit my head again, no. um, which, which like I was just getting out of this tractor actually and hit my head and that kind of brought on symptoms even worse. And
0: uh. um
1: so, yeah, so then basically first and second year university, um, I had on and off symptoms um, that never really went away. Um, and it's funny, my my girlfriend, like somehow we would always end up hitting each other in the head. Um, no. So like I would always have these like couple week periods where symptoms were really bad and then I would kind of bounce back a bit. Um, and, I, and I think that's kind of, that's normal for somebody recovering from a lot of concussions. Is that it's such a roller coaster journey, and it certainly was for me. Um, and and really, it wasn't until kind of the end of my second year of undergrad that I really started to to feel like completely normal again. Um, and I will say, I'm extremely lucky to to kind of feel back to normal, and I was able to go back to exercising as much as I want and. And kind of getting back to where i want to be so um that's kind of my journey in terms of having concussions and mixed in there is research and getting involved in advocacy and stuff like that so um so yeah i guess about four or five concussions probably many <laughs> undiagnosed when i was when i was a kid but uh yeah yeah that's kind of my my journey with a concussion that's
0: a roller coaster oh my goodness (laughs) because to face that first really severe one of hockey and then even take off time during high school like you said a month like i can't imagine doing that during high school and then to then get back up and be like okay well i'm still gonna play hockey this is what i'm still doing with my life and to make it to that level too like that's really impressive and then to have it all fall down again, like that takes not only the physical toll, but also a mental toll. I I can't imagine like what you would have felt when you had to make all those choices.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that's something that I don't think is emphasized enough uh, with people who have concussions and certainly post-concussion syndrome is the mental side of things, Um and the aspect of it being a roller coaster, I think, is makes it much, much harder, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely in dealing with patients and certainly my own journey, um, you start to get that, that glimmer of hope that, oh, you know, I, I finally feel normal again. Like, I'm out of the fog. Um, yeah. You know, concussions are so often described as, you know, feeling in a fog or just feeling out of it. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so I thought, like, that was... One of the hardest things um, was the roller coaster nature of the recovery. Um, definitely in grade twelve. I mean, also lo- losing out on kind of the social aspect of of grade twelve and everything that comes with that. Yeah. Um, you know, I had to drop a course. It was actually physics, so that was fine. I don't <laughs> love physics, so <laughs> yeah, kind of worked out. Um, and you know, my school was pretty accommodating for things like that, but. I think the other aspect is that it was really hard on my family too. Um, you know, certainly my mom, my mom and my dad uh, love me very much and very invested in uh, in in me and my future and and everything. So I think it was very hard for them to watch me kind of go through that. And certainly, I think when I actually decided to quit hockey, it was probably harder on uh, my parents than it was on me. I kind of made up my mind, but um, you know, my definitely my mom specifically was probably crying uh, even six months after the decision. So, um, you know, it's kind of weird in that sense that it was just such a big part of my life. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, it wasn't. So, so yeah.
0: And the investment that you, you put into that, like growing up, and especially your mom seems like she was probably an awesome hockey mom. And so if your parents, you know, taking your practices and and making sure that that you're, you know, the best that you can be, but also having fun like that whole mix and like hockey is life. And then that's taken away. Yeah. I see how that's an impact for the whole family.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, my mom was a figure skater, so um, she she loved watching me play um was very very intense watching me play um <laughs> and my dad similarly like he was he was incredible uh less less of an intense approach um you know he was my manager, he was my trainer all throughout, mm. and that was really an area like hockey was somewhere where we kind of bonded and it really was kind of central to our relationship so again that was that was difficult um but
0: yeah.
1: thankfully um he was off work during a lot of my recoveries so or just doing some part time stuff. So he was really kind of my rock in terms of supporting me medically. And then um, my mom more of the emotional support with hugs and for walks and stuff. So, you know, it, it, was, it was definitely a hard journey. But I think, uh, you know, even thank you for having me on the podcast. It's kind of cool when you look back on your journey and uh, kind of self reflect on where you were and where you are now. So
0: yeah. I'm so glad that you were able to to share this because it's also really neat to have the perspective of a concussion from the typical hockey injury because mm-hmm. you always associate generally like, oh, a concussion goes with sports. Like, I don't know how many times someone was like, oh, so you've had six severe concussions. What sport did you play? And I was yeah. like, I haven't played sports in a many, many years, like. Yeah. My fifth one was literally knocking my head getting out of a car. like it's not associated with that anymore. Yeah, so it's neat to hear, you know your your journey of being such an athlete and enduring that, especially with men, of the stigma of, oh, you're fine, you're fine. Just get back on the ice. And even if you're not told that, you probably felt that so much, like, oh, I, I can't, definitely. can't seem weak. I can't take a break. I need to just get back in there. People do it all the time, so yeah. it's, it's neat to hear your story and then how you finally decided enough was enough, and to have that support not only from your family but from your doctor. So, yeah,
1: that's awesome. yeah. And, and definitely just to kind of talk about the stigma, I think you know, things have certainly gotten better, um, in hockey. And I mean, there was a lot of room to improve, so it's not that hard to get better. Um, but you know, I, th- I think it's still really difficult, um, when you're at a high level and, um, you know, I still remember my second bad concussion in junior A, um, having the concussion. And then two weeks later we were into playoffs and we had a bunch of injuries. And I remember my coach coming and seeing me and be like, Hey, can you play? Like, We need you to get in there. Um, And, you know, obviously not, not doing it with bad intentions, but um, obviously that was huge pressure on me. And, and had I maybe not had the previous experience of, of getting hit and then getting hit again and knowing how severe that, that recovery was, um, you know, thankfully I was able to say like, actually, no, I can't play. Um, But, you know, I I certainly could imagine a a different situation where I would have played and who knows what would have happened there. Um, so yeah. I think, yeah, that, that's hard. And it really comes down to the player or the athlete themselves kind of advocating for themselves. Cause unfortunately we haven't figured out how to exactly see, uh, you know, concussions as clinicians. Um, you know, it's really from the patient perspective that we're getting all the, all the details. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's That's like, a hard
0: thing, especially because since it's an invisible injury, you know, it's not like you broke your hand or something on the ice, <laughs> like some yeah. somebody slid into you with a skate and you're cut open, like yeah. nobody can see it. So they're just like, well, are you better now?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I think that that was the thing. Like I remember talking to my mom, like, I wish I would have just like broken my femur or like, like yeah. at least then people would see it. It's tangible, right? Everybody understands it. And That's I think it's, it's really until you have a concussion, you really can't understand it. Um, mm-hmm. And that was even for me, like having that, like, obviously I had kind of a smaller concussion when I was 13 I really didn't know, like, when I got hit, what does it feel like to actually have a concussion? Because um, as you go through hockey, like, you get hit a lot. Um, and, and it's hard to differ between having a little bit of a headache and having a concussion and even are they the same thing, um, you know, and, and we're starting to see, you know, with, with the diagnosis, like, with CTE and the movie Concussion – how even repetitive, really small, like, small velocity blows can end up leading to drastic changes later in life. So,
0: yeah, um, you know, that,
1: yeah, so it's, you know, there it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's funny, I I feel like I've learned so much more with each concussion, and my Mm -hmm. perspective on concussions have changed with each one. Um, because not only does it feel like it's getting more and more ridiculous how I get one each time, but then it's also the symptoms and they, they just they increase or there's new ones that I never experienced before or just the recovery in general. Like I'm still recovering and suffering pretty badly and it's been three years this coming month since my sixth one which was a car accident so Mm -hmm. you know that definitely doesn't help but it's it's interesting to compare my first concussion recovery of maybe like a week or so and then I remember my fifth one when I was in undergrad was like a year or maybe a couple years but it was it took like a couple years to get back to 100 Mm -hmm. and then And then the last one, it's now been three years. So it really differs each time and it can differ person to person. And I think that's why it's so hard when it comes to differentiating all these things, because not only is it different each time for one person, but it can be so many different things for everybody. And it's hard to pinpoint that exactly.
1: Yeah, I think that's something that always kind of boggled my mind about concussions. And I still don't think that we have a good grasp on it, but mm-hmm. the, the the aspect that, you know, I could get the same hit as one of my teammates and I would feel awful, but he would be fine. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: or the aspect that, you know, once you've had a concussion, you seem to be at greater risk to have other concussions and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, trying mm-hmm. to uncover what's really going on at the brain level, I think is an interesting area of research. And, and hopefully we kind of, we get there and are able to, you know, have strategies that minimize the risk for, for those who have already had concussions and stuff. But yeah. um, Yeah. It's definitely kind of an evolving field and it's, uh, it's interesting for sure.
0: Now with your support system, it sounds like you have great parents and they must be so proud of you that, yeah, your life turned into something completely different, but you went from that to now being in med school. So what has that kind of shaped your life in in a different sense and, you know, seeing having your parents support you in a completely different field and, and how they feel about all of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, certainly there's no way I'd be here today without my, my family. Um, I would say another aspect of that is my, I have a really close friend group. Um, actually two of them also played junior A as well, or three of them, sorry, played junior A as well. Uh, so it was a lot of hockey players in that group. Um, and one of them suffered, uh, concussions similar to me. Um, and so he, he was actually a year older than me. His name's Tyler McKechnie and, um, and he had concussions, and ended up going to medical school as well. so wow. he was kind of the, the kind of light for me that was like, "Oh, medical school is is actually a possibility." Because mm-hmm. um, I think when, when you get into I was I started out in biomedical sciences at U Ottawa. Um, and when you start in a program like that, you hear about, you know, everybody wants to go into medicine, but
0: mm-hmm. basically
1: none of us get in. Um, And that's just the stats, right? So I think starting first year, I was very apprehensive of even trying to go for that goal of medicine. And um, certainly, I think seeing Tyler's journey and and him be able to accomplish it um, was definitely something that kind of gave me motivation. And I thought that I could do it too. And um, similarly, another one of my uh, best friends, we started uh, undergrad at the same time. Um, both previously played hockey um, and actually we're both in medical school now as well. He's at, at uh, McMaster um, and his name is Colin Cruz. So, um, so yeah, I think certainly having the family support has been huge. Um, I think surrounding yourself with people who push you to be better. You uh, have
0: a great group of friends like, Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I'm very lucky. Very, very lucky. Yeah. Um, and, you know, certainly my family has had a huge impact on, on getting yeah. me to medical school. But I think probably even my friends to, to the point of even thinking that it's a possibility for me, um, I think they've really pushed me um, in terms of, you know, I remember studying with with Colin for the MCAT and, um, you know, both of us getting news that we got in. It, it was a very surreal moment. Um, oh. And, uh, a yeah. Happy story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it's kind of – it's crazy when you think about it. Cause um, you know, when you think about getting into med school, there's so much luck to it. Um, you know, I, I know that there's probably hundreds of people who would be just as good physicians as I am. Um, and I feel extremely privileged to be in this position. So, um, you know, definitely there's some hard work there, but there's a lot of luck and there's a lot of things going your way. Um, and obviously there's a lot of support. There's a lot of people who help you get here. So, yeah. Uh, definitely you know my parents my my two sisters I'm very close with them and they've really got me to where I am today um to be a respectful young man and um <laughs> and then my girlfriend as well was uh was so so helpful through the process I remember her kind of staying up late with me to do applications and um you know, every, every kind of roller coasters through the journey, there's a lot of steps that you have to go to get into med school. So, um, you know, she was always there to, to be, by my, be by my side. So yeah, I, ju- I just feel lucky to have the support I did, because I definitely wouldn't be here without them.
0: That's so awesome. It sounds like you have great people that you surround yourself with. And I still I can't get over how now there's what three of you that went from concussions to now in med school, that is
1: awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> the two of us had concussions, but two of us so, were playing, or three of us sorry were playing hockey yeah. and ended up stopping.
0: So. players. So, so yeah, we're
1: uh, we're lucky. I guess we <laughs> we went to the dark side. We went to academia instead of pursuing athletics, but uh, <laughs> but I think we're all happy with our decision at this point.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Now to wrap up this episode. What would the one piece of advice or a tip you would give somebody that is suffering from post-concussion syndrome?
1: Yeah, I think that's a that's a great question. Um, I think there's a lot of things. So, I mean, as you've kind of heard in my journey, surrounding yourself with good support, I think, is extremely mm-hmm. important. Um, I think the other thing is is finding. You know, a, a clinician or or somebody in the healthcare field who can kind of be your champion and be your supporter. Um, for me, that was Doctor Taryn Taylor, as I kind of mentioned briefly, um, and she kind of was guiding me through the entire journey. Um, so, I mean, that's not easy to find a healthcare professional that'll be your kind of champion, but I think that mm-hmm. certainly helps the process. Um, and then, I guess the, the one other thing that that really helped me, and I think, I'm um, in talking to patients um is is journaling a lot um I definitely did that in my recovery um and I think it was really helpful especially considering uh like how much of a roller coaster it is to to recover from a concussion it's really helpful to look back you know if you're having a really bad day look back kind of a week ago and say hey I had a great day that day I was able to walk you know a half hour versus walking you know only a minute or five minutes today and you know, I was there, I was definitely there at a point where like, I could only walk kind of up the stairs. And, um, you know, I think celebrating those, those small wins, I think is, is of utmost importance, because it can really weigh you down um, during the recovery. I'm sure you know that. Um, So, so yeah, I think journaling and surround yourself with good people, I
0: guess. (laughs) That's a really good tip. And, Um, especially with journaling, I've tried to do that a lot more this year and it really does show a difference because even when I try to remember back to other concussions and other recovery times, Mm -hmm. I'll think to myself like, Oh, this time last fall, I I feel like I must've been so much better off than how I feel right now because you remember certain things like the pictures you post on Instagram and stuff like that, but it'll be my husband to be like, no like, Rach, you weren't doing that great last year. Like, you're doing better now. You just don't remember that. You you see the pictures of, like, oh, it's leaves and pumpkins, and I'm having a great time. And you don't remember the pain that you were feeling physically or mentally. So that's why I now appreciate journaling way more. So now I can look back and be like, oh, I wasn't doing so well then. Or, oh, I see how I was doing better here, like what my triggers were. Um, So – that's that's an awesome thing for people to start doing. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much. No problem. I'm so glad you could join us today. And I look forward to when you're going to join us next time for your research.
1: Sounds good. Thank you so much for uh, for letting me have this platform to share my story.
0: Thanks, Ryan. Thank you for listening, everyone. And remember to rest that head of yours.